Hello, this is Pam with the Perk Plan Podcast. Welcome. If you're new to the podcast, please check on the first podcast to learn what the Perk Plan is all about, or click on my website for more information about who I am at www.pamlitchfordcounseling.com. So the Perk Plan is an acronym for thinking about things that are pert, pure, excellent, right, and true. And PLAN stands for Praiseworthy, Lovely, Admirable, and Noble. It's based on a Bible verse, Philippians 4.8. So here's your joke for the day from quickfunnyjokes.com. I changed all my passwords to incorrect so that whenever I forget, it will tell me your password is incorrect. (laughs) Do you have the same password for everything? According to experts, that's not a good idea. I don't even want to know how much time I spend looking up every password for every site that I need to log into. But this joke is actually a great life skill hack, which leads me into my podcast topic. I want to talk today about life skills. My kids' elementary schools promoted life skills, and they were more like good character traits. But I'm going to go over one life skill per podcast for the next, say, 10 weeks. And the basis for my podcast is from a Psychology Today article by Jenna Pincott, which I hope I pronounced her name correctly. So this article is from a June 2018 issue, and I know that it's currently not June as I'm recording this. Uh, Does that bug anyone that we get magazines from a month that we haven't even made it to yet? So stay tuned each week for the rest of the life skills. So the author wrote that wisdom comes from reacting to the world as it is and not as we ideally wish it were. These skills are intended to clarify what you want out of life and help you determine what it might take to reach your goals. These life skills are based on what she terms psychological truths. So the first life skill is understanding that not everything that happens to you is about you. Now, this life skill is based on um, the term egocentric bias. Um, Psychologycampus.com defines egocentric bias as occurring when one thinks of the world from one's own point of view and self-perception too much. It says that wishful thinking is a common example of an egocentric bias. Uh, Wishful thinking is essentially the belief that one is special, that I am special. Um, Children are very egocentric. Um, And as adults, we need to get a bit away from that. So sometimes I'll ask my clients how they would live if they were the star of their own TV show, Um, or maybe if they were on a reality show and being filmed all the time. So some clients would thrive on living, living as a TV star with some, you know, maybe show tunes in the background. And wouldn't life be more fun with our favorite songs playing in our day? Didn't that TV show Allie McBeal have that happen? It rings a faint bell. Um, So other clients, when I asked them this question, would probably begin to think about what they either maybe want to stop doing in their life that they wouldn't want others to know. Um, And some clients might suddenly become brave enough to do that one thing that they've always wanted to do. So my point with all of this is that some of us need to stop living as if everything happens, everything that happens in our life is only affecting us. Um, like we're the only person in the world worth noticing or worrying about. So we all have frustrating circumstances in our lives. And the author, Jenna, wrote that our partner's moods change, we get stuck in traffic, 
our stock prices rise, all of these ups and downs that we take very personally. We look at these events in regards to how they affect us. I do it, you do it, we all do it. Social scientists believe that the way we see events through the lens of how this affects me is important because by personalizing these experiences, we remember the moment and our memories form our identity and we learn from our memories. So Jenna wrote that it is important to remember that this viewpoint is an adaptive illusion. So we are adapting to something that's maybe not real. The fact that your partner may be having his or her own bad day may have nothing to do with you. If your boss is snippy, do you automatically assume it is because you did something? Do you think you are the target of traffic jams? Did you not get a job and you take it personally? Jenna says you might even then feel, quote, baffled, offended, maybe irate. Well, then what happens? You get emotional and then you have to, quote, nurse perceived wounds, which may lead you to completely change your next behavior. So have you ever said to your partner, hey, what have I done to you? And they look at you like, huh? Jenna said that this egocentric bias causes us to misread others and it, quote, undermines empathy and tolerance. So what if instead you ask your partner, hey, is there anything you need? Or, hey, how are you doing? So I'm all for personal responsibility. And if your partner is indeed mad at you because of something you've done, then you can talk about it. This approach would be much more productive than assuming that his or her mood is, quote, about you. There are also many people that are so fearful of people not liking them that they walk on eggshells and they assume that however someone is acting towards them is all about them. So Jenna suggests that we live less reactive, more directed lives. Do you see what she's saying? What if you didn't react to others in a way where you feel their behavior is because of you or focused on you? What if you work toward whatever task or goals you need to work on and then casually react to others if needed? If we realize that our point of view is not the only one, then we can calmly approach our life with a clearer view. So why get sidetracked by someone else's moods because we think it is all about me? This approach, quote, subdues the ego and, quote, widens the perspective. So it calms down that egocentric ego that we have. It widens our viewpoint, makes us see beyond ourselves. So maybe removing ourself from center stage could lead to less stress and more happiness. You may have someone in your life that is really affected by everything you do. Do you bow down to them and do everything they want? Maybe you could consider drawing the line somewhere and letting them do some things for themselves. Let them begin to live a more directed life. On the other hand, do you have someone shouting out their needs and you ignore them because of how it affects you? Maybe take a few minutes to sit and talk with them gently and let them know that you see them and you want to try to reach a compromise on what each of you are willing and able to do to get both of your needs met. 
So this life skill isn't going to solve all your problems. And of course, there are always more difficult situations than others. So please don't feel as if I know your situation and this viewpoint is all about you. This is a quick podcast and a simplified list. But today, begin to ponder the thought that maybe everything that happens to you is not necessarily always about you. So with that, let's get some breathing going. What I'd like for you to do is if you're able to close your eyes and get in a comfortable position, then do so. And if you're driving, please keep those peepers open. So I want you to breathe in and out through your nose with your mouth closed. And if you want to exhale through your mouth, that's fine, but be sure and breathe in through the nose with your mouth closed. I also don't want you breathing with your chest going up and down. So try to inhale and make your stomach go out and exhale and make that tummy suck back in like babies do when they're sleeping. So big, deep breaths. I'm going to count for you while you breathe in and out. We'll do about six breaths. Okay, ready? Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in through the nose. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in. Two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. Last time. Breathe in, two, three, four, five, six. Breathe out, two, three, four, five, six. And you can continue with these or stop, but I bet we've both got to go. So try add a few breathing sessions into your day in order to calm the body and recenter your day. Now go and be pert. And if you have any thoughts about this podcast, please email me at thepertplan at gmail.com. And I'll talk to you next time on The Pert Plan.